It's good to uh, see you. You ready? Okay, let's go. God, we pray you would be here in a big way as we know that you are. Show us you. Amen. I love Nick just running through that stuff. Like, let's just get to the word of God. Grab your Bibles. We'll turn there in just a second. Get ready. Uh, We are taking in the month of September four Sundays to uh, be reminded of this church is what we call our four pillars. And pillars hold things up. And we have four pillars that, uh, if you will, hold this church up. Uh, Pillar number one. In fact, you know what? Time for some Sunday school class. I'd like for everybody to stand up. While you're standing, make sure and grab your Bible. Okay? Because we're going to say the four pillars together. And we're going to do a little bit of activity with it. All right? So number one, I'd like for you to hold your Bible up, electronic or regular, hold your Bible up, and uh, you can see on the screen, pillar number one, they like everybody say it. That's pillar number one here. Now, pillar number two has to do with worship, about lifting high the name of Christ. So I'd like everybody to get funky, and everybody raise both your hands up, all right? And if you're not a hand raiser, time to get used to it. And I'd like for you to state pillar number two. We lift high the name of Jesus worship. That's right. That's pillar number two. Now, pillar number three is related to prayer, an unceasing prayer. We're going to be talking about this today. So I just kind of like with uh, both hands up, kind of heads bowed just a little bit. You can still read off the screen. But uh, what's pillar number three? That's right, we do. Pillar number four, kind of arms out, stretched out. And what's pillar number four? We are about sharing the Hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to do all those together. You ready? Time to get a little jig going here. All right, number one. Hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Got to add in that last part. Ready? Hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Okay? All right, that's the four pillars. Go ahead and grab a seat. We're on pillar number three. Uh, and I want to invite you to turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter six. We're about unceasing prayer. Ephesians chapter six. And here it tells us that we are to be praying at all times, unceasing. Um, Now, as you can tell, we're kind of rotating things around a little bit today. We're going to have a part here, and we're going to have a part later on. Um, But we're talking about prayer right now. Whenever we get to that subject, I want to be really real, as we always want to do, be around here. Because when it comes up to the subject of prayer, uh, I think for really for all of us, there's a part of it where it's like, uh, that's an area I need to grow in, right? So I'm just going to kind of put something out on the table and just get it out there for all of us and we're going to be real about this. Uh, we generally believe in prayer. In other words, all together. We generally, all of us together, believe in prayer. But we generally do not pray like we know we should. Isn't that just honest truth? It just really is. Let's just be straight up about it. And so whenever you come into a subject like this, this is one of these things where it's like, oh gosh, am I going to leave today and just feel like a low dirt ball? 
before God. Um, I want to encourage us today in prayer. I want to encourage us to that. Because if you're like me, you can grow in this area. And uh, if you're like most, the reason that we don't pray enough is because prayer is hard work. Prayer takes prioritization. It's not that you and I don't believe in prayer. Or it's not that you and I don't think that prayer is of value. It's, it's really that we're not willing to put forth the effort to, prayer, to, to pray because prayer is hard work. It's not a lack of information. It's really a lack of prioritization. And so today, this is not going to be about Doug of 45 minutes or so talking about information about prayer. I think for most of us, we have the information. It's just the act of doing that we need to be working on. So what we're going to do is I'm going to take about 10 or 15 minutes here and then uh, we're just going to pray. And I don't mean that like our prayer time that we have together is like, you know, the salve that covers over all our lack of prayer. I mean, it's just like, hey, how about we just like get after it now and do it together, okay? So that's what's going to be happening here. So I want to take a little bit here and just encourage us in the word um, about prayer. Ephesians chapter 6, are you there? Okay, Ephesians chapter 6, you there? All right, sweet. God, I pray as we go to your word, that you would encourage us, challenge us, and equip us increasingly so for your glory. May the Spirit of God use the Word of God right now in our lives. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Ephesians chapter 6, let me start in verse 10. Paul says, finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Already you get the idea, guys, this is like a manly passage. It's like, yeah, get strong, baby. That's what Paul is talking about. Finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace and in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Take up the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Verse 18 praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, and also for me, uh, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Ephesians 6 here is telling the redeemed follower of Christ to armor up. Armor up. And he lists out here, he talks about the illustration of that, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, sword of the spirit. And we're armoring up because we're in a battle. Hey, hey, follower of Christ, do you know you're in a battle? I mean that seriously. 
I think sometimes we can get in a place or, or Christianity gets at a place where it's like, come to know Jesus as your Savior, receive Christ, and then just like kick it out and wait till Jesus comes back or I see him face to face. The fact of the matter is that's not the way it is. Uh, when you join up with Christ, you're entering a battle. It's a battle zone territory. And so here Paul is saying, hey, you're in a battle, armor up. Armor up. Now, in all of this armoring up, praying all your live long day is supposed to be happening here. Let me point out four things, just four things quickly here. Number one, I want to remind you that prayer is crucial. Prayer is crucial. Look at verse 18. Uh, the first word there is what? Pray what? Ing. It's a participle. Okay, hey, grammar's coming back, all right? Here's the deal. Here's why that's a big deal. It's a participle. That means it's something you do while you're doing something else. Or it means that it's, it's done in order to do something else. The point that Paul is making here is, is that the whole putting on the armor of God and the wielding, the using of the armor of God, all of that's to be done while praying, while praying, that's to be happening. So think of it this way. All the muscle, the muscular structure behind all the armoring up, all the muscular structure in the wielding and the using of the armor of God, all that muscle is prayer. That's how that happens. Uh, that means that you can be putting on the weapons and kind of in your mind attempting to use them but if there's no muscle, no prayer, nothing's going to happen. I don't have the time to go into it today, but may I just lay something out on the table right now in light of what I just said. Maybe you have been wondering why in your life it's like I'm losing the battle all the time. Because prayer is the participle, the action that's to be done in the whole doing of the armoring up reality. Uh, think of it this way. Um, Humvee, like over in Iraq or Iran. And I mean, these studly guys, we love this stuff. Humvee just all armored up. Dude, that is just like bullet plus glass and the whole thing armored up. Everything there that is just so armored up. But if it has no gas, it's useless. Could it be that you are at a place in your life where it's like, I've been armoring up, but I'm out of gas. Pray. Prayer is crucial. Reminder number two, prayer is powerful. Prayer is crucial because Prayer is powerful. The context of Ephesians 6, it implies that prayer is the power behind the fight. What it was just talking about. So you and I, I think we would absolutely say that we believe that prayer is powerful. Yet, we can be anorexic. Prayers. Why? I think if we were really to be honest about it, it's because we really don't believe what we say we believe. Because if I really believed, if you really believed it as powerful as we say that it is, 
my word, and we would be doing it. God calls us to pray because his available power is there for us to tap into. And friends, just straight up with you, I don't get the whole prayer thing. You know, it's interesting. The Bible really doesn't tell us how the whole prayer thing functions itself out. The Bible says pray. Christ is intercessing for us. And God's power is unleashed. But I don't know how all that works. And in fact, as one who believes heavily in the sovereignty of God, God is going to do what God is going to do because God is God. I often think, I'm good with that. God, do your thing. Who am I to tell you to call you to unleash yourself? You see what I'm saying? You've thought that too, I'll bet. I don't get the whole prayer thing, but I just know this. God says, remind you, God says, pray. And God says here through the scriptures, the inspired word of God in Ephesians chapter 6, that prayer is the muscle behind the armor of God. And without it, we're anorexic, armored up people. Lacking in strength. Pray. And shouldn't it just be enough that God tells us to do it and we don't even understand it that we should do it? Oh. Prayer reminder number three, prayer is continuous. Look at the text, verse 18, praying at all times. There's no Greek word complexities here for me to explain. There's no illustrious illustrations that I need to give. It just means this. Pray. At all times. That's a lot. Do we agree with that? In the Greek, that means a lateo. <laughs> just kidding. It's just a lot. It's pray, continuous, all the time. I added that Colossians 4 too. It says, continue steadfastly in prayer. First Thessalonians 5, 17 says, pray without ceasing. Romans 12, 12, be constant in prayer. Now, this is obviously not the uh, on your knees, eyes closed, praying all the time because we would have crashes going on everywhere and no work would be done and we wouldn't eat. <laughs> That's not what it's talking about here. Instead, it's really referring to this whole idea of Jesus Christ as my constant companion right here as my Savior, my Lord, my intercessor, the one that my life is to be all about. He's right here all the time. And I'm having a discussion with him. It's right there before my eyes all the time, continuously. And if I think that way and live life that way, just think how life would be so about the vertical, if that was the case. All the time and in everything. Praying at all times, the text says, keeping alert with all perseverance. Continuous prayer is all the time with the Lord. It's talking all the time with the Lord. It's also, I think you could bring into it this Daniel reality three times. It's some dedicated times where it's just me and the Lord together aside. We see Jesus pulling aside and praying with the, to the Father. Man, that just blows my mind in that. We see the church doing it in Acts. We see the believers doing it, the disciples doing it. It's a together thing as well. Prayer is crucial. Prayer is powerful. Prayer is continuous. And fourth, prayer is spiritual. Ephesians 6, put on the full armor of God. Look at verse 18, praying 
all the time in the spirit. It means to pray under his influence. It's, I'm thinking from God's perspective. I'm bringing the word of God, the truth of God. The spirit of God is enabling me to think God's way as I come before the Lord. I pray for his help according to his will. I'm not praying to Santa. God, I pray for blank and blank and for blank for Bobby and Sally. Uh, so often that's so in the flesh. You're just my little wish God to make my life cozy and warm and fuzzy. And all along, the call in the scriptures is the call to be a follower of Christ entails suffering. You know that? Why? Because we're in a battle, friends. We're in a battle. That means that we're not victims. That means that we're victors in Christ but scarred victors in Christ because we're in a battle and we've got battle wounds. And a follower, army man and woman of Christ has battle wounds. Is this talking about in the spirit being in tongues? Let me just quickly, the term in the spirit's used 21 times in the New Testament. And only once is it used in the context of tongues and even then it still means under his influence. This is just talking about this idea of when it comes to prayer, make sure that you are doing it in the spirit, that it's God's mindset that's going on as opposed to in the flesh. It's spirit-led, spirit-enabled, spirit-sensitive, spirit-fueled. It's about his will. It's about appropriating his help and all of life for his glory. I'm coming to the table of God. Prayer is crucial. Prayer is powerful. Prayer is continuous. Prayer is spiritual. Harvest, we're called to be a people of prayer. We're called to bring our lives to the Lord and we're called to bring life to the Lord. So we're going to do that here in just a moment. But before we do it, four quick opportunities I just want to make mention to you. Number one, this Friday evening, if you want to, just because of the topic of where we're hitting here, I just decided, you know what? We're Friday evening for whoever wants to over at the Avon Town Hall from 7 to 8.30 uh, for junior high and up. Uh, if you want to come over, we're just going to have a time and we're just going to take that hour and a half and we're going to pray. We're going to pray scripture. We're going to praise the Lord, but we're going to have alone time. We're going to have together time. We're just going to pray. And if you want to come over to Avon Town Hall, 7 to 8.30 this Friday night, come on over. Small groups, I want to encourage you to pray. I want to encourage you to be small groups. You're setting the time along, and it's not just a tag along. Thank God you, thanks God for the meal. But just tag it on, maybe put it up front, but pray, small groups. Sundays, I just want to make a note here. I would encourage you to pray in the car on the way over to church. Karen and I, that's a habit of ours that we pray in the car on the way over, and I just can't tell you how that helps me. It just gets me centered and gets us prepared for what's going on. Pray in the car on the way over. How cool that would be if we have all these people praying for God as we come together, to the Lord as we come together. Also, just on Sundays, I want to encourage you, if you're talking with someone and they're like, man, I'm having a rough time or a joyful time or uh, this, hey, just stop right there and pray. Just stop right there. Out in the entryway, don't get all funky, freaky about it. Just stop and pray. Don't tell everyone around, hey, everybody, we're going to stop and pray. Just pray. Just put your hand around them, love on them, and take it vertical. God, thank you for what you're doing here. And together, I want to rejoice. By the way, along with that, I want to encourage you, usually at the end of every service, we have a couple people down here that we call prayer partners on Sunday. And they're down here. And the reason they're down here is they're here to pray. 
And if you want to come down sometime and just say, hey, will you, my name's Doug. I've got something going on this week. Or just would you pray that the Lord would just encourage me or challenge me greater in this area? Would you just take a second and pray? I don't even know who you are, but would you pray for me? Can I ask you this? Would you do that at least once a year? Because these people, bless their hearts, they come down every week and I rarely see them praying with anybody. We need to up the ante. It's time to start participling. Okay? And I'm fast. I'm going to talk about that here a little later. So I'd like for us to pray. So can we do this? Okay, we will. Let's just kind of two or three or four get together. If you were there as a family, if, if, if you're uncomfortable with that, just pray by yourself. But I'm just going to ask you that you would pray. I'm going to ask that you would pray out loud together. I'm going to ask that you would not just pray once. You pray two or three times. I don't care. Just keep the prayers going. Let's just not keep it silent. Let's just keep it going. And you just pray together as a group. You pray for, uh, praise the Lord. It may be a confession. It may be a time just to be able to petition the Lord or just thank the Lord for what's going on. I don't know. Let's just pray. How about that, okay? So I'm going to be quiet so that you can do it. All right? So here we go. You ready? Go. See couples leaning in together. families clinging to each other, individuals coming before you. Oh Lord, you are the great I am. Lord God, so often we putsy ourselves around with you. We see you small. We declare you little. We come to you few and far between. Oh God, stir us. Shake us, wake us, move us. God, you're the creator. Everything around, you've created everything around. You hold in your hands. All that we see is so big and so vast and so massive to you. You are way above it all because you created it all. God, this is not the time to be silent. This is the time to proclaim it big and bold. To lay it out. Oh God, we fear men more than we fear you far too often. May we stop that. May we get our heads keyed in on who you are. You are God. You are the creator. You are the redeemer. You are the one who went to the cross for us. Not because we deserve it, but because we so don't deserve it and can't do a thing about it. But out of grace and love, you went. Oh God! You are the great I am. you're big and we struggle to see that may we not box you up can you up form you up may we not Santa Claus you up magic genie bottle you up great Oz you up
show yourself. Because we need help. You are to be greatly adored. You are to be held high. You're to be declared from the mountaintops. Thank you for the chance to pray to you. Oh my word. You hear, you're redeemed. You are the great I am. Or now as we enter into singing the song, may we stand up and declare you loud. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.